I'm going to read just one verse, get started. Genesis 1 and verse 4. This is just to get it started. Then I'm going to give you several verses, I think, in a little while. Brother Eric, I think a lot of what I'm going to say tonight would go along with the guardrails. There's some things that God's given us. The creation is a phenomenal passage of Scripture. If you just break it down and look at it, there's something to be to me when I read, and God said, and then when God, it says he looked at it and said it was good. Don't ever think less of yourself than what, when you realize that God's thinking highly of you. If God filled you with his spirit, he only fills those that he says, and that's good. Verse 4, and God saw the light that it was good, and I'm just reading the wrong scripture, but it is in that, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. But moving on down to verse 14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. Now listen, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. That got a hold of me. And let them be for signs. We know he's talking about the moon, the sun, the stars. The things that, you know, we learn to love. I remember one time Sister Adcock came to me in the summertime, and she asked me very sincerely, Brother Price, uh, is there any way we could begin our services earlier? I said, well, what are we talking about? She said, well, Ozell and I, like, we go to bed when it's starting to get dark. Well, oh, we got a problem. Uh, we can't start at 4 o'clock in the winter. <laughs> so, but she literally, you know, but we have a light. I want to talk tonight about the purpose of signs. The purpose. Now, there's several things that crossed my mind, but um, many years ago, I think is when I was still evangelizing, I came across an article in a Michigan newspaper, and in it was a headlines that said, man plunges to his death on the interstate. And it was very intriguing to, to read. And what, what had gone on, 
the highway department, so the article read, was building an overpass out of the interstate. The interstate had been low, but it was flooding and situations going on. And so they decided they needed to take it and they took it, built it up and built a, an overpass. But one morning, the authorities got word, so the article stated, and they were notified that there was a car that had driven off the top of that unbuilt overpass. They hadn't connected the two ends yet. And it had driven off that, and there was a driver who had been killed. And it was, this is by the article. It said they went out, the highway department went out to investigate and see what in the world, why did this why or how did this happen? And the people in charge went out, and a mile before the construction site, they had signs in the road. Warning said, one mile ahead is construction, road closed, be prepared to detour. And they went on up a little bit further, and they said a half a mile from the construction site, there was another sign that said, road closed one half mile, must detour. And as they got closer, the barrels started narrowing it down to a single lane until finally at the site, they had big, those yellow-orange barrels that was blocking the road and it was across the highway, and flashing lights were still flashing. It said, road closed. And as they started looking, they found that this man had driven around the barrels, around the signs, and for some unknown reason, proceeded to go up that unfinished bridge and fell to his death. Now they had done everything that they could possibly do to prevent the tragedy. The simple fact is the driver ignored the signs and he caused his own death. I got to thinking about that. And I spent the last several days just looking through the Word or just let my mind absorb some things. God has given us signs. This book, I know it's filled with the miracles. I, I understand all of this. But God has given us signs if you will take this book to declare to us that He is God. It would be good as you're reading it through, if you're, if you're reading through the book, it would be good if you would take time when you come across a passage that would qualify as a sign. Just a sign. Jot it down. It will amaze you. And today, from this morning till the afternoon, 
I just, my mind got bumfuggled when I got to thinking about, I don't know what bumfuggled, is that a word? Uh, but anyway, that's what I was. When I got to looking at all the signs that God has presented, there you go, Professor, you can use that in class this year. Write that one down. But when he talks about, he, he put the lights, his specific wording in the, in the book says, they will be signs. So I looked that word up in the original. What it's saying is the signs as a flag, a beacon, a monument, evidence, mark, a token. He's saying, I'm giving you something that's going to be there. And when you look at it, I know the sun comes up in the morning. And people always talk how beautiful it is. And, and you know, the ones who are up in time to see it come up. But how beautiful it is or, or, or when the moon or whatever, or the stars. But it's more than that. That's why David said in the 8th Psalm, When I consider thy heavens... The works of thy fingers, the moon and stars which thou hast ordained. He said, here's what I think. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visited him or that you would take care of him. When you look at, is God going to help me? Look outside. Is the sun shining? If it's nighttime, is the moon up? Are the stars there? Yes, God's going to take care of you. They are signs. And the seasons that are here. Yeah, it's hot. And the good news is we're not out of it yet. But it's seasonal. Why? Because God made it that way. That's what he's saying. So when the fall comes, you need to not just look at it with, oh, thank God it's fall. You need to look at it as a sign. God did this for us. And God knew that the plants and vegetation and everything in our world needed these various seasons. And these are signs that God has given us. You see... He wants us to always be aware of the fact that He is here. He is here. There are signs, literally. I was, I was shocked when I started looking at it. I found, I just turned and threw, there are signs throughout this word, but each sign that you have that's been given from the patriarchs on through, they are meant to lead us and to keep us close to God. I'm going to be all right. We're going through something. I got news for you. You can find it here. There's a sign in this book that's going to tell you you're going to make it. 
You're going to be all right. Somehow, I don't see it now, but I'm going to get through this situation. I may not understand it at this moment, but I will come out. How do you know? This book is filled with signs that are telling me that God is going to help us. I could, I could stretch it, and we could look at it in all sorts of fashion or manner, but the simple truth is this. If he broke the loaves and the fish and fed the multitude, you know what? That's a sign he's saying, I'm going to feed you. I am. I'm going to feed you. If, if one woman could touch him, and become healed. He's telling you, I want you to know you can touch me and you will be healed. It's not a matter of, oh, read it, that makes me feel good. It's a matter when you need it. It's a sign to us. It's not just a word I've read. It's a sign that God presents. Amen. You know, now these, I'm just, going to say some things that came to my mind today, but we all know about Moses going into the wilderness. When he's 40 years old, he went into the wilderness, and then at, he was told at 80 years old, you're going to go and you're going to bring the people of God out. We all, you know, that's the burning bush experience. Let me tell you, there's more in our walk with God than a burning bush. Now, it catch our attention. And let me, let me rephrase that, a burning talking bush. Yeah. That's, that's pretty neat, folks. Uh, but do you know, as Moses had a legitimate concern when he was told to go back to Egypt and he mentioned to God, why would they believe me? You know? Will the bush go back and speak with me? Me and me and my buddy Bobby Bush here, this thing's on fire and it's, hey Bush, tell him what you told me. Uh, that be pretty. Wouldn't that be a good reading? I'd like to read that, but that didn't happen. Moses walked away from that experience, and he was going to face Pharaoh and all the Israelites in a in their predicament and all. And and here's what Moses said. Now this is in Exodus four and one, and uh, this is in a different translation. But let me read several of these verses, it starts out, they will never believe me or listen to me, Moses protested. They will say, and he's probably legit, the Lord didn't appear to you. You know, a preacher gets up and says, the Lord spoke to me or the Lord told me or the Lord, this is what I feel from the Lord. How do you know he's telling you the truth? I guess you better hope that he's a person that's walking with God. They're never, the Lord didn't talk to you. Then the Lord asked him, what's that in your hand? He answered a shepherd's staff. 
Lord said, throw it on the ground. When Moses threw it on the ground, it became a snake, and he ran from it. There you go, Sister Sherry. He, Moses was a smart man. Must be, you must be kindred. Uh, he ran from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, are you ready, Sherry? Then the Lord said to Moses, reach out and grab the snake by its tail. We got a problem in spiritual land. <laughs> he reached out and grabbed it. It turned back into a staff as he held it. The Lord explained, this is to convince the people that the Lord God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, appeared to you. So in other words, you're going to do this when you get there. Then the Lord said to him, put your hand inside your shirt. So he did. When he took it out, his, he had a skin disease or leprosy. It looked as flaky as snow. Now put it back, your hand back into your shirt. The Lord said, Moses put it back when he took it out this time. It was healthy again like the rest of his body. Then the Lord said, if they won't believe you or pay attention to the first miraculous sign, they may believe the second. In other words, you're going to walk into Egypt. You're going to say, the Lord spoke to me. They're going to say, oh, no, he didn't. He said, watch this. Snake, staff. And if they look down, and I never thought about this until today. He was instructed, you're going to do the hand in the shirt and leprosy thing. I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> I'm going to give myself leprosy by faith and then take it away again. But God said, this is a sign. If they don't believe the first one, they're going to believe this one. Moses is the guy going around saying, oh, Lord, let them believe this first one, please. You know? But if they won't believe these two miraculous signs or listen to you, take some water from the Nile River, pour it on the ground. The water you take from the Nile will turn into blood on the ground. What I'm telling you is that these things were not just meant for Moses. Yes, it encouraged him. Yes, it gave him the, the, the ability and the strength to go on. But he said, these are going to be signs you will use to them, to show them. So the ten plagues, are like I like the ten miracles, they were meant to convince Israel that the Lord would deliver them. If he does all of this, then he's going to deliver you. He's... The, the Egyptians, he blocked their minds off. They're not going to pay any attention. Let me tell you something. I don't care what the world thinks about the church. They don't have to agree with what's going on. And there's people that will tell you quickly, you don't need that. You don't have to do that. Do you know the people who are telling you that? The people that's never experienced it. I still know it's real. If it's not a sign to them, it's a sign to me. 
If it's nothing, if it's some people's minds are just not going to look at it and they're not going to understand it, but I am going to walk on the signs that God has given me. What I feel is that I am, you are, we are. Look at the signs. When it doesn't appear that you're going to make it, it doesn't seem like there's any way that you can make it. Stop just a moment and look at the signs in your life. Look at what God has already done for you, what God has already given you. You know what Israel should have done? They should have stood at the flooding Red Sea and there should have been voices all over the place. I don't know how. It doesn't make any sense. But we will get across this sea. I know it because I know what He's already given us. Amen. You know, isn't that what the stone that when they took the 12 stones out of the midst of the sea and they set it up at Gilgal that night, isn't that what that was really supposed to be? It's going to be something. So, so when your children in generations to come, those who did not cross the Jordan, when they look at this monument, they're going to say, what are these stones? What's the meaning? What's the purpose? And that's going to be a a moment when you're going to be able to say, the Lord dried up the Jordan, let us walk across on dry ground. Let me tell you something. We better not lose the signs that God has given us. Don't you just forget that you were praying desperately over situations 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago, and you didn't, well, well, it just worked out. No, it didn't just work out. God worked it out. Don't you just let that die and be as it's nothing. It was something. It's meant to be something. It's meant to be something that I hold on to. It's a sign God gave me. And I can make it because of what God has done and what God you know, I think, I think we need to understand that there's, there's so many signs been given to the church. So many things that have been given. Now, I could read, I'm not going to, I could read dozens and dozens of places. But these are just some things that I read today. In Matthew 24, verse 3 he sat upon the Mount of Olives. The disciples came unto him privately, and they asked him, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? If you were to read verse 4 through verse 8, a lot of this describes the things that we're going through right now. Let me just, might as well. It's hot. Nobody's, we got air conditioning here. What, what makes a difference? Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. They shall deceive many. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be 
not, and I think this is the voice to the church in the worst of the worst, see that you be not troubled. Don't let the mess in our world trouble you. Oh, but what are we going to do? Don't let this world and its chaos cause you confusion. Be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. You know what my thinking is? In the goofiness, sinfulness of this world, the Lord's allowing these things to happen so he can get ready to take his church home. These things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, pestilence, earthquakes, and divers places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then I look down, verse 33, so likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the door. I like the way it, another translation puts it. When you see all these things, know that he is near. He is at the door. His coming is imminent. His coming is real. It's soon to be. We need to look at these things. I'm, these aren't scriptures that you haven't read. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5 you must understand this, is what he's saying. In the last days, there will be violent periods of time. Really? Friend, we've never seen the violence that we're seeing now. In the last days, there will be. People will be selfish and love money. They will brag and be arrogant and use abusive language. They will curse their parents, show no gratitude, have no respect for what is holy. The things that used to, this country was built upon in God we trust. People who didn't go to church still had godly values. And what's going on in our world now, our, our, not just the world, our nation, our nation is trying to tear church out of our lives and belittle church and make it as nothing. And it will, they will have some impact on a lot of people. They will lack normal affection for their families. They will refuse to make peace with anyone. They will be slanderous, lack self-control, be brutal, and have no love for what is good. They will be traitors. They will be reckless, conceited. They will love pleasure rather than God. They will, have, will appear to have a godly life but they will not let its power change them. Stay away from such people. Don't let all this stuff confuse you. Don't let it get in your mind. You know, all this, to me, these signs that are, this book is inundated with, it's warnings. Not to... 
These aren't things that are meant to go out and convince the world. If they can't see God, they're not going to see this. This is meant to keep Sheila Hollis walking right. This is meant so that you and I would walk as we're supposed to walk in the fear of God, in the love of God, in the reverence of God. These are warnings that are saying, be ready. It will happen in such an hour as you think not. It will happen. You didn't know it was going to be now, but it's going to take place. You look at it as it were in the days of Noah, eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage. But all of a sudden, they didn't realize that, that even though he had preached it for a 100 years, they didn't know the flood was coming until it came. As it were in the days a lot with everything that was going on, they didn't realize the devastation until the fire and brimstone fell on the city. He's saying that's what's going to happen. You and I, no one will know he's about to come until it, bang, it happens. Be ready. Signs, warnings. I read, I read a couple of things I'm not going to be much longer in this. Just Luke 21, there's four verses. The Lord's talking, miraculous signs will occur in the sun, moon, and stars. I read one writer that when it's talking about this, he said, there's some things that's, we're going to, that they're going to see happen with the sun, the moon, and the stars just prior. Because the Bible, there's several places it references it. The nation of the earth will be deeply troubled and confused because of the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint as they fearfully wait for what will happen to the world. Indeed, the powers of the universe will be shaken. Now, let me tell you something. Well, I don't understand. If the Bible said it, is going to happen. Then people will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and glory. When these things, this is what got me, begin to happen, when you see these troubling things, when you see some of the stuff going on, he said, when you see these things begin to happen, stand with confidence the time when you will be set free is near. I understand. I'm not, not going to get into change horses right here in the middle of it. But all we know is this life. It's all we know. The Bible has not been detailed in what to expect. Oh, there's mansions. Streets of gold. You can't tell me what heaven's going to be. That's just man's best ability to talk about it. What are we going to do when we get there? You ever really think there's no real detail of what, how it's going to be? I will tell you this. I am positive completely that we're not going to be standing around a throne for the rest of eternity saying, holy, 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 holy. If we're going to know as we are known, there's a reason we're going to know as we are known. 
There's going to be communication. There's going, there's, so what I'm saying, when he said, the time when you will be set free is near. Don't look at what's going on as devastation. Look at it as a warning sign that's pointing. He's about to come. He's about to come. I read this, and it just, I just thought it was neat, and I wanted to read it. Matthew 27, 50 through 53, then Jesus loudly cried out once again and gave up his life. That's when he was on the cross. Suddenly the curtain in the temple was split in two from top to bottom, the separation. The earth shook. The rocks were split open. The tombs were opened, not his tomb. The tombs were opened. And the bodies of many holy people, or the saints, who had died came back to life. They came out of the tombs after he had come back to life, and they went into the holy city, into Jerusalem, where they appeared to many people. We don't ever talk about that. We talk about the disciples walking and Jesus just joining them. How come we don't ever have anything about all the people whose relatives came back who had died a long time ago? They came back. And I don't know. I'm going to just throw my thinking into it. Could have this been some of the people that were ready to accept the Lord when they were talking about his spirit coming back? Could have this... Where, where were the discussions? Why is there no verse? And this family talked about who's at the door. It's your grandmother. She's been gone for a long time. No, who's really there? It's really your grandmother. I mean, that's what it said. The tombs were open. Bodies came back to life. They came out of the tombs. And they went into Jerusalem, and they appeared to many people. Now, my dear fellow brother and sister, that's a pretty powerful sign to me. Something is going on here. If I was not thinking something was about to go on, I am now pretty certain something is in the process of going on. Can you imagine what this would have meant and what it would have done. Can you imagine if we were to look at the signs? I, this started out, I was going to talk about, and these signs shall follow them that believe. There's signs that the church is responsible to show this world that he is really God and that he's really here. We are responsible for some of these things. We are to pray for the sick. We are to have that faith. We are, we are to come in and that's who we are. He gave us signs. I challenge you as you're reading your book, your Bible, Write down signs. See what you come up with. The things that are there. There's, there's, don't, you don't have to come up after church and say, you should have thought about this. I did. But I was smart enough to not use it because it's 
time. But these signs are meant to keep us encouraged. It's meant not, I guess more than I ever have, I think that we look at the situations all around us, the foolishness, the foolishness, the lies from our politicians on both sides, the lies, and they act like we're all have no ability to think. All of this is part of, don't you ever question, God is still God. So I'm going to pray for, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I've made up, I'm going to pray for God's peace, God's joy. I'm going to smile. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to rejoice. And I'm going to say, come on, Lord. Come on. And do not let it cause you to fear or grieve. You hold on stronger than you've ever held on to God. His time, His coming is close. Amen. Let's stand together, would you please? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Won't you lift a hand with me and just... As you're doing it, just think about some of the things that God has given and some of the things that He's done in your life. Has He been there for you? Think about it. Has He already helped you in some other situations? Has He answered other prayers? Has He worked out in your life in some other way? Then why would we think He's not going to work it out now? He's always been there. He will be there. He's telling us He's there. So hold on to God. I'm going to tell you, and I felt it today strongly, someone needs to get it in your mind. It's all right. Stop worrying. Stop being fretful and fearful. and Don't allow these things to bring you down. We're going to be all right. Amen. God is God. The world's a world, but... Thank God this world is not my home. I've got something greater coming. Hallelujah. I am Hallelujah.